0: Well, good morning. It is so good to see you guys can have a seat. So, uh, this morning's going to be a little bit different. Okay. How many of you like a little bit different? Okay. All right. Uh, so, I love it how, um, how you begin to make plans. And then your plan doesn't always seem to work out the way that you planned it. And, uh, and so we had a couple things that we had planned uh, for this coming Sunday. We had a guest speaker and different things. And, and uh, then there were some flight problems. And, uh, and so you get me this morning. And uh, so. <laughs> but here's the reality. Here's what, here's what I love about this. Um, I don't see this as a negative. I see this as an absolute positive, and here's why. I love it when God interrupts me. I love it when He interrupts me. I really do. Like, I love the fact that I can, I can put on paper, okay, this is how it should be, and this is what it should look like, and, and this is how, uh, how it's going to play out, and, and every little detail, and then God goes, oh, oh, young child young Padawan, okay, you have much to learn. He goes, uh, and, and he comes in and he, and he, all of a sudden, he squashes my plans. He goes, see those plans aren't, aren't my plans. I, I've got a different plan and I wanna do something different. So I love it when God interrupts us, cause here's, here's why, um, God's interruption ends up becoming our invitation our invitation to see him in a different way to hear him in a new way and i know that because if you read the bible for any amount of time um take take creation like there was nothing and then all of a sudden god interrupted nothing and we get everything and and then down through the old testament you see god constantly interrupting the children of Israel, and providing ways when there was no ways. And then there was this 400 years of silence in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and then guess what God did? He really interrupted all of life, and we get someone by the name of Jesus Christ to show up here on earth. I love, we need to begin to love God's interruptions because they become an invitation to see God, to see how he's gonna to move, to see what he is going to do. And so this morning's gonna be very participatory. Now, if you're like, oh, Joel, I don't, I'm not asking you to come up here on stage, but I'm gonna ask you to participate right where you are, because you know what we're gonna do? We are going to seek God in praise and prayer this morning in a very powerful way. Because here's something about the the people of God. When the people of God begin to have a unified voice before the throne room of God, do you know what I've seen happen? You know what I've, I've seen God move mountains. I've seen God heal that which has never been healed. I've seen God do that which has never been done. I've seen God come down in glory and power and authority in ways maybe you and I have never experienced when the people of God begin to cry out to him in an incredible way. I I love George Mueller, and and I'll be honest with you, I don't know how this is going to turn out this morning, but we're just going to get there together. Does that sound good? Okay, we're just going to seek him together, okay? But George Mueller was a man of God, and he uh, sought the Lord. And he was a man of prayer. And if you know anything about George Mueller, um, he, he was former businessman turned to faithful prayer, truster of God, and all that he wanted to do. And, and he made this statement. He said, he said uh, I want to give you the secret, the secret sauce, in so many words. He's like, I want to give you the secret, and I want to reveal it to you when it comes to seeking God. He says, prayerfulness and thankfulness. Those two handmaidens of God, guess what? They always go together. He says, each helping the other. When you look at 1 Thessalonians, you see that he says, pray without ceasing. And then he also says, in everything, give thanks. See, these two precepts stand side by side where they belong. And he who neglects one will find himself disobeying the other. You see, you need both. It's not just one or the other. I'm not just always asking, and I'm not just always thanking, it's both. This man, George Mueller, who prayed so much and so well, offered the sacrifice of praise to God continually, and he petitioned God so that God would continue to work in power and authority in his life and in all of the orphaned children that he began to care for over his years. Listen, God. God wants to move in our lives in power and authority, and I think sometimes He just invites us into a space. He interrupts our life in incredible ways to show us something different about Him. My family and I, we were at Olive Garden one time, and uh, there were 16 of us sitting around a table. We took over Olive Garden, the, you know, that center part, and. Uh, and all of a sudden, we're, we're in there and we're, um, we're being the Oates family, which is kind of like the Griswold family. And we're being loud and obnoxious and, uh, and we're just laughing and, and kind of carrying on and engaging. And well, our, we, we just love, like we love hanging out with each other. It's fun. And our conversations kind of went all over the place. Well, this waitress, God bless her, um, she, uh, she felt like she wanted to participate in our conversations. And I was like, wow, oh, that's an interruption. Hmm. And, uh, and so we're talking about things and she's like, yeah, I had a family. you know." So she starts like interjecting. And it was this moment of where like, I'm so glad I wasn't wearing like a Jesus t-shirt because I was getting really angry. I was getting frustrated. Okay. And, uh, and so um, uh, all of a sudden we got to this point of where she was just, she so badly wanted to be in our family conversations. And we're like, who is this girl, you know? And. Well, my mom, mom didn't see it as an interruption. She saw it as an invitation. And she turned the conversation from what we were talking about to the gospel. And so she shared the gospel with this this little waitress girl uh, that was trying to serve 16 people. And this little girl gave her heart to Jesus Christ right there in the restaurant. Yeah. Because she just decided to shift her perception, Just. Kind of shift and so so i want to challenge you this morning i want you to shift your perception it's not an interruption god can move how he chooses you know why because he's god he can move he can he can choose to to move or not move he can choose to speak or not speak and, and so this morning i want you to shift your perception and fix your eyes just above the horizon so maybe you can see him and hear him in a new way i want to offer you a passage this morning and it's found in luke chapter 7 and I just want to use this as kind of a guidepost to lead us this morning as we praise the Lord and as we petition the Lord. And this is a familiar story. Some of you are maybe have read before or have heard before. But Luke chapter 7 speaks about this guy. And he's a, he's a soldier. He's a, censor, a Roman officer, a centurion soldier. And he's got, he's got someone in his life that means the world to him. But he's not doing well. And so There's a situation that's out of his hands, out of his control, but then he hears about, he hears about someone that maybe can do something more than himself. And so I wanna read this passage as we begin this morning. Luke chapter seven, starting in verse one. This is what it says. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. Verse two, at that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and he was near death when the officer heard about Jesus he sent some respected elders to ask him to come and heal this slave so they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man and they said if anyone deserves your help he does they said For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home. For I'm not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. But would you do me this favor? Would you just say... The word. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go, come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, guess what? They they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was. Amazed, turning to the crowd that was following him he said I tell you I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel and when the officer's friends returned to his house they found the slave completely healed there's this guy who's got a job who has someone so close to him near and dear just part of the family And he's sick and some of you can relate to this even this morning and and they've tried everything you know that he's tried every physician every uh, every available resource and nothing has been able to do the job but then he hears about this guy named Jesus he hears about this this man who's been doing things all over the countryside hey, did you hear about Jesus this? He he healed this guy. He was blind and he could see and and so on and so forth. And these these rumors begin to spread about Jesus. And and some of you are are here this morning because you've heard about this guy named Jesus. And it kind of just stirred your curiosity. Because as you look at your life, there's some things in your life that you have not been able to meet on your own. There's some things that are out of of control. There's things out that are out of your hands, and there's nothing that you can do about it. And so you are searching. And you're looking. And you're looking for answers. Just like this guy was. And so he sends some friends, and these friends they go and they like, Jesus, listen, can you come? Um, I got a I got a guy back at home, and and man, he would really love for you to come back and and uh, and 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 heal his servant. And so as they began to explain. Jesus agrees, and he begins to make this trek back to this man's house. But I, I love this. It, it says, as Jesus got close to the house, it's almost like he, he just comes over the hillside. All of a sudden, you can see this, this man, this officer, he's probably, he's probably kind of anxious, and he's kind of walking on his front porch, and, and all of a sudden, he notices, and he, he kind of looks, and, and all of a sudden, he, it's, it's like when he saw Jesus... All of a sudden he saw himself for who he really was. See, that happens a lot. See, when, when you take something so holy, so righteous, so pure, and then you stand before that, all of a sudden you see yourself for what you are, which is not holy, not righteous, not pure. And that's how this guy saw himself. And so he sends some friends. He's like, look, just tell Jesus to to, to not take another step. And so they run up there and they're like, Jesus, don't take another step. Listen, um, my master doesn't feel worthy. He doesn't feel worthy for you to walk in his doors. But he did ask me to tell you this. He believes in you so much. He trusts in you so much. He understands who you are so much that he knows that if you just say word. I mean, think about that, think a a word, a single word, and it's going to heal everything, it's going to fix everything, it's going to solve everything. Because he understands something about Jesus that many of us, it escapes many of us, that Jesus is not just a answer, he is the answer. He is the answer. For every question, for every problem, for every brokenness, everything broken about you and me, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, everything about us, our answer is found not in a what, but in a who. And that this man understood that. And then it says that he communicated to Jesus that, I get authority because you hold all authority. He's like, I get authority because I sit in this position. If I tell my, my soldiers to go, they go. If I tell them to come, they come. If I tell my servants to do this, they do this. You know, because it gets authority, but he was recognizing that he saw Jesus' authority, the, the one that holds all authority in his hands. Like there's nothing beyond him. Like the, there's, there's not a superior above him. He is God. If he speaks, it will happen. It's not if. If he decides to move, he will move. It will be healed. It will be as he has said it will be. And nothing and no power or force, both seen and unseen, can ever hinder that. This is how this man saw Jesus. And then, then verse 9 blows me away. Because it says, when Jesus heard. It says he was amazed. Now I don't know about you. But to amaze the god of the universe is astounding to me. It's astounding. To think that this man had such faith, this man had such recognition of who Jesus was, to ask so big, so mighty, so something that seemed so impossible, that Jesus was amazed. And that's what I wanna challenge us as we enter into a time of praise this morning. A praise and thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says, enter his courts, come into his presence with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name is what it says in Psalm 100 verse four. And so here's what I want to I challenge you. Listen, prayer is nothing more than talking to God. Because at the end of this story, it says that they found the slave completely healed. See, when God says a word, he does it completely. There's nothing that's left undone, unsaid. There's so, nothing that stays broken that he has mended this is our God and so I think the reason why we start with prayer and praise is is because we want to recognize who he is and so church family what I want to do is I I I want to share with you a couple things that that maybe we can praise God about this morning and I'm just adding to maybe a list of things that maybe you can praise 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 and thank God for First and foremost, we could probably praise and thank God for our salvation for those that are in Christ. Guess what? There's, there's nothing that, that you lack when you are in, in Christ. There's nothing that's not available to you because you're a son and daughter of the Most High God. You're an heir to the throne. But I want to share some things with you that happened even this past week. First and foremost, um, there's a couple of things. We had a trip to Honduras. And this Honduras trip, we had 15 college students and leaders that went down and they fed over a thousand meals. They were able to repair a number of different homes. They were able to share the love of Christ with over a hundred kids that don't have anyone or anything. They're orphans in the street. And they got to share and see students and adults alike come to Jesus Christ. That's worthy to praise Him for. Absolutely. Do you realize because of the the response of the people in this room, we did something last year that we're gonna do again this year called Loaves and Fish, where 100% of what we bring in, we give back out to Las Cruces and the surrounding missions and outreach of what God is doing in this house, 100%. And because of your faithfulness last year, guess what, we saw over $90,000 collected and given away for the glory of God. You, your generosity, your faithfulness Because of your faithfulness and generosity, we were able to send over $20,000 to Ukraine to help the the relief effort and the mission work that's happening over there and give the gospel to those that need it. (laughs) Do you realize that we had youth camp not too long ago? We had three students said, I want to be in full-time vocational ministry. We had three students rededicate their life. We had one student give his heart to Christ for Jesus Christ, and that is worthy to celebrate our King about. Our nation experienced something that the highest court of this land determined, that life is valuable. That life is valuable. That's worthy to celebrate our... Because you know what? It's not politicians that made that happen. It's our God that decided to make that happen. He alone decided to orchestrate and move in power and authority in that way. Do you realize since the beginning of this year, just 2022, I want you to... 175 people have given their heart to christ in this house 175 people who knew no eternity now know eternity with jesus it's they're forever changed 35 people have followed the lord and believers baptism and we have more that are signed up for the next one i mean god is moving in this place not because of us but just because he's choosing to move he's choosing to work the men's and men, women's ministry, there's a, there's a retreat coming up in September for the men's and women's ministry. There are people that are being discipled, men and women, they're rising up to be the godly husbands and fathers, mothers and wives. God is doing that, no human capability could ever accomplish that. Jesus is working in and through this church and through you all. Now I'm just adding to your list, because God is worthy to be sought. So right now I want to I wanna ask that you would just bow your heads and close your eyes because we're going to enter into a time of pra- pra- praising the Lord. Praising our King. And right now, right where you are, you can do it out loud. I don't, he's worthy to be praised. It doesn't matter. You're, you're praying to an audience of one. There are things that, you, that God wants you to praise Him about right now. And so for the next few moments, I just want you to praise Him. Just exalt Him. Just glorify Him. And do that just for a few moments. And just, like I said, you can stay seated. You can stand up. You can find a brother or sister around you. You can cross aisles. Guess what? You have permission to do that, okay? You can go and find someone that you want to praise the Lord together with. Find someone uh, that you can pray with if you need that. But let's just praise the Lord for the next few minutes right now. Just praise Him and thank Him for all our God has done.
1: my i
0: Maybe right now some of us just need to praise God for the trials we're in right now. It's easy to praise God when it's easy, when things are going well. But maybe right now we just need to thank Him for the trials we're walking through. And I know our human nature, everything in us doesn't want us to, but but maybe God is, is causing that to happen in order to bring you to a different place. You have no idea what God is trying to produce in and through your life. And maybe He's bringing you through some things. And maybe it starts with allowing God just the due honor and praise of having him walk you through whatever it is you're walking through. So right now, just praise him. Praise him in everything. Praise him through the trials that you're currently walking through. Do that right now. as you continue to praise and thank the Lord for all that he's doing in your life. I just want to share with you another just praiseworthy moment. This past week there was a family last name the Foremans and beautiful family part of this church family and they've got a little boy named Eli and, uh, and Eli had an unexpected seizure and if you know Eli you've seen Eli man his smile lights up a room and but he had an unexpected seizure which caused him to race down to the hospital in El Paso and um, they did an MRI and they discovered a a blockage or a cyst of some kind uh, in his brain his brain stem where where his where the spinal fluid drains and causing pressure and different things like that and and he was gonna have to have s- surgery the very following morning and so I had the opportunity to go down and and meet with Brad and, and Eli and see Eli in bed and, and Brad and I, we decided to, to just pray and petition God. And I remember we prayed and we petitioned God and, and we said, God, would you, would you heal this, this little boy? And, and I remember we prayed specifically, we said, God, let it be that when the, the surgeons get in that room and they, uh, they make the incision, that they look and they see that there's no reason for them to, to be even in this room, having this procedure because it's already gone. He's already healed. And so we prayed for that. Well, I got a call on, on Saturday morning when the procedure took place and um, And all of a sudden we we got news that the surgeons got in there and even though the MRI showed something when they got in there, they found nothing, absolutely nothing. Our God, when He says in a word and He chooses to heal, our God heals. And He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be glorified. Our God is worthy. If you don't think He heals today, He does. He sure does. Because you look at the MRI and then you look at what they saw and they're like, we don't have an explanation. I said, oh, you just don't know my Savior. (laughs) You don't know my King. You don't know my God he's so much bigger, he's so much glorious and more powerful. So right now church family, we're going to stand. We're going to sing another song here in a moment and and the band's going to come up and they're going to we're going to just, we're just going to worship him. But right now before before they and whenever Manny you want to step in and do this, but right now I'm going to count to 3. And this is what I want to do. I just want to just shout out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to praise our God. I want to amaze Jesus. Can we go higher than this roof? Can we shout louder than these walls can contain? so that our King and our Lord would know that He alone is glorious. You ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Father, we praise You. We exalt You. We exalt You. God, You are worthy. You are worthy. God, we praise You. You heal. You move. You are glorious. God, we
2: love You. We love you, the failing love. love This new would take my place.
0: So right now we're going to amaze God by petitioning God. We're going to cry out to Him. There's things that are on your heart right now that you've never shared with anyone. There's addictions in this room right now that God wants to break you free from. There's bondage that you've been held to, held captive to your whole life. And you know what? Instead of asking for healing, guess what you've done? You've just tolerated it. I guess this is just part of my life. Stop being satisfied with mediocrity and ask for the impossible. That's what we're gonna do. That's what petitioning God is, saying, God, I'm gonna petition for something that I can't do on my own. Would you say in a word? When God says in a word, guess what He does? He answers and He moves. And when He does it, He does it completely, absolutely completely. There's a, there's, in 2nd Chronicles chapter 5, Solomon has got the children of Israel and they're, and they're fighting against an insurmountable odd. They're fighting against this army. And, and when he does that, um, all of a sudden in verse 20, we see this incredible thing happen. All of a sudden we see that the people of Israel and the children of Israel cried out to God. It says in verse 20, they cried out to God during the battle. And some of you are in a battle right now. And I don't know what it is. It could be you're fighting against the emotions of, of losing a loved one. Maybe a loved one that's fighting for their life right now. Maybe you're fighting for, uh, you're in this battle of how do I provide for my family? The, the finances just don't seem to be coming in. The provision. You're in a battle. We're in a battle. We are absolutely in a battle. And it's waging on your heart and in your life. And it says that the, they cried out to God during the battle. And it says he answered their prayer. Why? Because they trusted in Him. We have an opportunity this morning to trust in our God in a way you've never trusted before. Because just like this guy who was looking out, he knew that if he could just, if he could just get a message to Jesus, that all Jesus would have to do, all He'd have to do is just speak a word. A single word. In fact, he probably knew that he didn't even have to speak a word, he could make a motion or a thought and it would be sufficient for the answer that he's petitioning for. I want you to understand that you have an absolute audience with Jesus Christ this morning. And He hears you. He wants you to petition Him. He wants you to cry out to Him amidst the battle. And he wants to heal. He wants to break you free from the bondage you're in. He wants to heal your marriage. He wants to heal the lives of your children. He wants to heal the things that are in your life that are broken or lost. And you've tried every other avenue. This guy tried every other avenue. And now he's saying, why don't you try me now? Why don't you cry out to me? So people of God, you can stay standing, you can find a seat, I want you to find maybe one or two people around you. Hey, as a matter of fact, if you need someone to pray with you, I want you right now with your heads up, uh, if you need prayer and you want some people to gather with you, would you just lift your hand? And people of God, would you surround some of those people? Lift your hand right now. If you need someone to pray with you, saying, I've got a, I've got a full heart right now. we got some people up here. If you got, if, if you feel called. Just lift your hand right now. we got staff and elders and different people. Raise your hand. we got someone right here that would love to have prayer. Someone else. we got some hands back here. If you see someone with a hand up around you, people of God, followers of Jesus, go to them. Pray with them. Because we're going to ask God to do great and mighty things. Jeremiah 33 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things things. That's the power of our God. And when we come together, we see God do miraculous things. we got another hand way back here. I don't want to miss anyone. I don't want to miss anyone. we got one right over here. Just keep your hands up, and our staff, and our elders, and different people, they're going to come around you, and they're going to find you, and we're going to pray with you. I don't want anyone to be by themselves. We're going to seek you out, and we're going to pray. So right now, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? And whatever God's laying on your heart right now, see, if it's, if it's too small for us, it's not big enough for God. If it's too big for us, it's just right for God, and He wants to say that word to you this morning. So right now, take a few moments, take this time, cry out to our King, He's ready to answer you this morning. Do that right now.
2: Our love, Father, would you? you bring would you light reach, to the to you give hope. you the time Would you you, the you Lord. It's your Would you
0: the people of God here this morning to begin to pray for a couple things as we petition I want you to pray that God brings brokenness and humility into us into our lives again we need we need brokenness and humility God does not despise a broken and contrite heart is what he tells us in the psalm we need to pray for brokenness and humility in our life We, we need to pray that as there's been an overturn of, of the Roe v. Wade, that our states would have the wisdom to make the new legislation to protect unborn lives. We need to pray for that. We need to pray for our government and our nation, that they would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We need to pray for the nuclear family as it is, as it is being attacked from every angle. The education, the every, everything going on, they are after the hearts of our children and we need to pray against the enemy. And we need to ask God to move in power and authority. We need to pray for the marriages in this room, outside of this room. We need to pray that God would heal, mend, and do what only He can. We need to pray that we have a passion for the lost and see those that are broken and different than us, and smell different than us, and act different than us. Because the lost acts like what? The lost. And we need to pray that God would use us to be the voice, to be the hands and feet, to share the good news with a dark world. That's what we need to pray for. We need to pray for the church. We need to pray that God would move in this church and the church of God globally. We need to pray that pastors would lay down their pride and stop fighting for territory and start fighting for the kingdom of God. We need to start praying that the kingdom of God would be united and we'd start having one voice with one effort and in doing so we're going to see a different city. Las Cruces is going to be different because we decided to lay down our pride and start fighting for the right things. We need to start praying that God would move in 2032. If you don't already know, there's a 10-year vision here at Real Life Church where we are planning on seeing a church presence on every city block of Las Cruces, New Mexico. And that's not going to happen just because of Real Life Church. It's going to happen because all the people of God in all of Las Cruces decided this is a worthy, worthy cause, and we're going to fight for it. So people of God right now, I want you to pray with me. I want you to join me in prayer. I want you to ask God to do more, save more, move in different ways, do more right now. So take the moment, take this time, and you know what? I'm going to ask you that you pray out loud. Guess what? You have permission to pray out loud. Is that incredible? You can pray out loud, and God is still going to be glorified. He's still worthy. If you're Baptist, be Bapticostal a little bit. It's all right. It's all right. We can pray out loud and cry out to God and ask Him to move in a powerful, powerful way. So right now, ch- church, would we just pray? On the count of three, we're just going to pray out loud. We're going to seek His face, and we're going to call down God from heaven and be amazed this morning. Can we do that this morning? On the count of three? One, two. Three. Father we praise you and we invite you down would you do more would you save more God would you heal families would you heal marriages would you do more in the families bring the lost prodigal children back to you would you bring our government to their knees Lord and that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior surround each state with wisdom so that they can begin to fight for life God, would you continue to raise beyond, raise up the disciples who make disciples, who make disciples, Lord Jesus, that we would see your kingdom built here in the home, in Las Cruces, in the state of New Mexico, in the United States, in the world, Lord Jesus. Would you do more, Lord Jesus? We need you, we cry out to you. Free the addiction that's in this room right now. Free the bondage in this room right now, Lord Jesus free us. We're tired of running the same status quo life that Satan wants to continue to run in our life. We are ready for more. Do more, King of kings and Lord of lords. You sit on a throne. You are clothed in glory, clothed in majesty. Your feet are bronze. You have fire in your eyes. You have a sword coming from your mouth. You invite us to cross the sea of glass. And across the sea of glass is your throne. And you sit on that throne. And surrounding your throne is a rainbow. And lightning and peals of thunder coming from your throne, Lord Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you would move. Would you speak a word this morning? We ask that you would speak a mighty word this morning and heal, save the lost. Do more, Lord Jesus. We praise you this morning, God. We praise you. Do more. Do more, God. Do more. Do more. Oh God, do more. God, do more. God, do more. Do more. God, do more than we could ever hope or imagine. Do more than we could ever hope or imagine. Oh, lord jesus and said all the earth
2: will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you lord. Do you believe that this morning lord. and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts Sing.
0: Say yes and amen. God, thank you for inviting us into this time. Thanks for interrupting our lives. Thank you so much for uh, taking our plans and making them yours. Yes, thank you, God, for teaching us to be men and women of prayer. Would we not just be people that pray, but men and women of true prayer, seeking the face of God, crying out with our voices and all that we have for you to do more to save the lost? to change that which we could never change, to do that which we could never do, to move in ways we could never move. But you, when you step in and you say that word, you do things completely. God, you're moving mountains. God, you're parting oceans. You are moving in power and authority. And I just give it all back to you. It's not about one person. It's not about anyone in this room. It is about you, the Holy Lamb of God, worthy of all praise, all honor, all glory. And so we give it all back to you and we worship you and you alone. God, thank you for what you did this morning. Would we never be the same? I don't ever want to be the same. God, I pray you've already moved me from where I was this morning to where you are in a deeper and more powerful way. I pray that you continue to do that with each of us this morning. Move us to where you are to be more like you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you for giving us your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. Celebrate our Lord.